0: Hey, be? i
1: got all my fucking white yeah. teeth. What about you, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> they're mine. Suck my dick, And they're yeah. fucking white, and I can afford insurance. Can you?
0: Yeah, I yeah, do yeah, You
2: fucking piece of...
0: Before we continue, I'm cracking one. Okay. Okay.
1: This world has become so corrupt. As I'm sitting there with a severed head in my hand, talking to it, or looking at it, and I'm about to go crazy, literally. I'm about to go completely... Flywheel loose and just fall apart. Let's let's not
2: get let's not get into blood and guts because because that's what you're trying to get into.
0: Come on, fumble butt. Bam, motherfucker.
1: It'll be a miracle if this tape ever is permitted to become knowledge that could spread across the world to even give individuals a chance to know what we have to say. Oh, I suppose you're going to want to sit up all night and talk now.
2: That new movie's going to be amazing.
1: You think so? Oh, yeah. I love Halloween. He was always my favorite. Is Rob Zombie not attached to it? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah,
2: I don't think so. Although, Jamie Lee Curtis, she's a little old, um, and the part where she's like, I'm gonna kill him. Like, you've been trying to kill him for like nine movies now, and apparently he just doesn't fucking die. Not to mention, I think in Halloween, H2O, she gets thrown into, like, farming equipment and chopped up yeah. or whatever. She's yeah. like, I don't know how you're still alive, uh, Miss Curtis, but uh, somehow it must be all that Activia she's eating.
1: Activia. <laughs> she you...
0: came here to eat Activia <laughs> and kick ass, and she's all out of Activia. <laughs> Have you guys seen the, like, Jason sculpture some dude put in a lake in Minnesota?
1: No, that's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. It's like, like weighted a full down. Body?
1: Yeah.
2: Wow, that's fucking cool. Like Where the part of them?
1: Part of them's peeking out the water. No, it's completely
0: oh. submerged. So, oh. like if, if people for some reason decide to go diving or swimming underwater or anything, they'll see it. No, no, thanks.
2: I always thought the fakest thing about those movies were that camp counselors just spent their whole time banging each other.
1: Is that fake? I, I never I, went I, to camp, so I don't I, know.
2: I assume that's. I mean, maybe
0: they do. I don't know.
2: Here it is. Oh, that's fucking rad. That's like, um, Uh, it's like Jason goes to Manhattan outfit, I think.
0: It is 120 feet at the bottom of a popular spot for divers in Crosby, Minnesota. Wow.
2: Who the fuck dives that far? Holy shit.
0: I know. I thought the human body couldn't go further than like 100 feet.
1: What? You really thought that?
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Like, because of the pressure changes and shit. no. No, no, no.
1: I,
2: I definitely know, like, experienced divers, they eventually learn how to decompress their body, but it, it takes a while to get there. That one dude, he dived where he, like, he goes down for, like, four minutes and then comes back up, but he's been doing it forever, so, right. like, it's something that they train their body, so when they're down there, they're, their body's, like, adjusting to the pressure while they're going down, hmm. but, like, normally. Is it
1: really only a 100 feet for regular people? I thought it was something that doesn't seem that deep. Oh, I don't know, but we'll look into it for next week. <laughs> Any divers out there, hit us up. <laughs> Head uh, to Crosby, Minnesota. Uh, Crosby, Minnesota.
0: Just go swimming in all the lakes until you find it, because it didn't give me a, the actual lake. Give
1: her a, give her a run. All right, and with Lake Chase out of the way, hello and welcome to another episode of the Bumblebutt Podcast, the only podcast that uploads weekly. Who knows what it'll be about? This week we do. It's part two. Cody, you are here. Part I am. two. I'm excited.
2: People people have been loving this story, so we're gonna keep on
1: it. Oh yeah. Keep on keeping well, we would have done it anyway because yeah, right, uh, right. that's the research that was done. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> too much work went into this to just stop now. So <laughs> we're done. You're, gonna, you're gonna like it whether or you're gonna listen whether you like it or not.
1: Uh, I almost fucked up that old phrase. Yeah, I'm all right with it. Uh next to Cody is Jordan. Jordan, hello. Hello. How are you, pal? I'm doing pretty good. Second week of
0: work easier than the first? Uh, as far as how worn out and sore I am, yes. As far as the actual work, no. Good. Challenges. Yes. He
2: pointed that he's sore in a muscle that I'm pretty sure doesn't even exist, so. Dude, yeah, it's like from the middle of my
0: forearm to like the bottom quarter of my bicep
1: on the the inside of my arm. Oh, that's not a good one to hurt, I don't think.
0: It it's exists. actually not
1: too bad today, but you got an RSI. What the
0: hell is that? Repetitive stress injury. Mm. I mean, I can see that from carrying
1: fucking block all day. Carrying block, that's what we call it in the industry. <laughs> and you know what oh. else we call in the industry? What? Uh ra- rampant racism because that's what our boys all about, isn't it? He is, yeah. Joseph yes. Paul
2: Franklin, A real piece of shit. He ain't gonna be carrying no blocks. That's mm. for the Jews in Egypt. Right?
0: That's right. <laughs> you tell him, brother. Hey, Keep the, the pyramids were Christmas. built by aliens. Everybody knows that. That's right, brother. Well, if you're on
2: that, if you're about that ancient aliens life, I guess.
0: If you guys would like an ancient alien episode, feel not gonna free happen. To get Thank you. Us.
2: I I like ancient aliens, but all right, I've been outvoted. But um, the problem is, is that I can't. A normal person <laughs> tell the story of ancient aliens. Why do they have to find someone what? who looks like they're out of a fucking menstrual you're, institution? You're
0: saying awesome. that guy who has hair that looks like he just stuck yeah. a fork in an electric socket isn't <laughs> like, do a you legitimate have, source? Is that like a
2: requirement to talk about ancient aliens? Yeah. But the uh, the Chariot of the Gods guy, that like really old, I think he's German.
0: Chariots of the Gods is a van show in the <laughs> cities. What? Yeah, in August. There's a big like vintage van show called chariots of the gods. That's pretty cool. I didn't and know that. And it's just like live stoner and doom metal. That's for like awesome. there, 3 days. Okay, straight.
2: there. There's something yeah. called stoner metal now? Are you yeah. fucking kidding Have me? Have you ever no. listened to
0: like High on Fire,
1: Weed Eater, Bong Ripper, um, mouth Kings? Yeah, no. C- talk to Chase. <laughs> talk to Chase on Monday. He'll he'll hook you up. I didn't Dude, even know what stoner that was a metal thing. fucking rules. Yeah, man. The metal genres are
2: so convoluted that I
1: just can't keep track of them all. Electric like, Wizard? Like, what do you call oh, yeah.
2: yours, Jordan? You have a specific
1: name for your metal. I no, know, they what? didn't. They had a made-up one that somebody said they were. Well, yeah. they're, all, one of, they're all One of my up.
0: friends said progressive hardcore. So I'm like, okay, that, I guess that works Is that the like
2: the U2 of metal or what? I yeah. Is that what it Coldplay. is? Coldplay. Oh, Coldplay of <laughs> yeah. metal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to get in here, because if you want to hear bullshit, (laughs) listen to our Wednesday show, Between the Bumbles. This is a tight fucking hour and 20 Mm -hmm. of beautiful material. Cody, this is going to be tough, but I think I isolated enough. Cut out the part where I said the F word, because it was not necessary. Okay. But leave all this in. All right. So they don't have any context of when I said the F word. (laughs) Okay. Because it makes (laughs) me sound like a dumb idiot. Don't
2: worry, I I re-listen to everything. But uh but yeah, basically, our first episode we talked about the birth of um James Clayton Vaughn jr., who later became joseph paul franklin
1: mm-hmm. uh
2: he joined the white People's Party in Washington after impregnating a sixteen year old girl and having Jesus. a kid and they got <laughs> then they got divorced. And then he ended up joining the Klan and another white power group. Oh, he left them
0: both because they weren't extreme They weren't extreme It was like the National Socialist Party for white people or some bullshit like that.
2: Anyway, anyway, so then he bombed a Jewish man's house. Unsuccessfully.
0: Unsuccessful. Thank goodness. And that man was a judge.
2: Right. And then he bombed um, a synagogue that was also unsuccessful, but he did destroy the building that time.
1: I'll take it. I'll take property damage over human damage. Yes. Right.
2: And I can't completely remember, he did kill some other people, mixed race couples, as yep. he called them. MRCs. And where we left off was he opened up his favorite Hustler magazine, discovered a interracial couple in the magazine, got upset, decided he's going to try to kill Larry Flint. He shot him a few times, but he did live, and that's where we're picking up. After the assassination attempt.
1: And the reason he wanted to kill Larry Flint, of course, is to incite the race war. No, no, no. He
2: wanted to kill him because he thought it would bring down Hustler completely if Larry Flint was dead. Because he thought Larry Flint was pushing an agenda supporting black men and white women being together. and He doesn't like that.
1: Oh, so that would avoid the race war. The
2: race war, with Larry Flint's like a side thing... The race war will be with other people, right? But Larry Flynn, he just wanted he wanted Hustler gone. Hustler okay. is evil. He wanted wow. Hustler gone.
1: That was that's that's a very straight line Ooh. motive.
2: He uh, he has very confusing beliefs sometimes. As He's smart. Yeah, I didn't know if I'd say that, but let's get started. Here.
0: <laughs>
2: so, once again, low on funds on April eleventh, nineteen seventy eight. Just a few months after the Flint assassination attempt, he robbed a bank in Louisville, Kentucky, or Louisville, however you prefer. Louisville. On July 25th, he robbed a bank in Atlanta, Mm. then headed to Chattanooga, armed with a 12-gauge shotgun looking for a victim. Mm. He drove to a Pizza Hut restaurant when he spotted a mixed-race couple eating there. Armed with a shotgun, he hid in the tall grass in the parking lot. Bryant Tatum and his girlfriend, Nancy Diane Hilton, soon exited the restaurant. I feel weird even calling Pizza Hut a restaurant, but that's... Well, back matter.
1: in the day, it was sit-down. Definitely. And they had arcade. Yep. And that buffet okay, was Okay, this would be shit.
2: 77.
1: Okay, they didn't have King of Fighters yet.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> With his target in sight, he exited the grass and fired, killing Tatum instantly, then turned the gun on Nancy and firing a shot. Thankfully, the emergency services arrived not long afterwards, and Nancy would survive her wounds. Once again, the police had absolutely no idea who would do such a thing, and no evidence was left either. Following his usual MO, Franklin quickly got out of town, this time returning to his hometown in Montgomery, Alabama.
0: Roll Tide. (laughs)
2: exchanging his car for a 1972 Plymouth Satellite Ooh, with Tennessee Plates. Come that on, is that's a stylish. a sweet that car. Is, uh, right out of Joe Dirt. While dining at a local ice cream parlor, Franklin met a 16-year-old girl named Anita Cardin. The two soon began dating. She would even visit Franklin while he was living at the Travel Lodge Motel.
0: How old is Franklin at this point? Come on. Too old. Uh, fuck. Yeah.
2: Well, he's... he's. Uh, so he's a pedophile. I think he's like 27, 28 Jesus right now. Jesus Christ. This is Alabama in the 70s. Come on, let's give him a break here, all right?
1: Oh, no.
0: No. <laughs> Alabama no? in the 70s, the only time that's acceptable is if it's your hey, cousin.
2: Hey, people in Texas were letting David crush bang young girls. Somewhere.
0: That's true. Yeah.
2: He would leave town for a week to rob a bank for more funds. That Christmas of 1978, he would ask Anita to marry him, and she agreed, and the two headed to the courthouse in Atlanta to seal the deal. Oh. Remember when he got married in Milwaukee? Uh, Alabama.
1: Well, he did get married in the courthouse in Milwaukee, didn't he? Uh,
2: No, he's only been remarried one time.
1: Oh. And I
2: don't, I I didn't really say how they got married, but they're both 16.
1: You're thinking
0: of your story. <laughs> oh. The Minnesota murder, where I... Let's just start dis-
2: weaving
1: everything into one... <laughs> it's the bumblebutt cinematic extended universe. Yep. Fuck. Nope. That- String theory. Forget about the Milwaukee thing. That was That's old <laughs> news, boys.
2: <laughs> so, after their honeymoon, Anita soon discovered she was pregnant. Anita would claim later she had no idea about his racial attacks, nor the bank robberies he was committing. It's fair. In fact... She believed she had married a man named James A. Cooper, who was a contractor, who went on business
0: trips and returned home with large sums of money. That's normal. Hey, I'm going to be gone for three days. Hey, I made 20 grand. Uh, okay. You're really good at building houses.
1: Call me Jim Cooper.
0: This seems so hard
2: to, like, respond to the name James. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't...
1: James. Anyway, James.
2: He's just a contractor. Contractors come home with large sums of cash. Definitely. So it's pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. It appears, perhaps she wouldn't learn the truth till much later. By July 1979, he had abandoned his young wife to hit the road to continue his racial attacks. Mm-hmm. It, ha- it had been roughly a year since the shootings of Tatum and
1: Nancy. I'm gonna say Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. Okay.
2: I was uh, going to
1: correct you. Channing.
2: Channing Tatum. Okay, yeah. sorry Channing.
1: <laughs> sorry Channing. Big fan, we know. <laughs> the hottie. Yeah.
2: On July 29th, 1979, while cruising through Doraville, Dora, Georgia.
1: Dora, 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 <laughs> the Explorer.
2: Doraville, Georgia.
1: Bootsy, boots it. Dora, Dora. <laughs> map. Map-y-map. I'm the map. You got to
2: say it in Spanish first, then say map. Come on. El Mapo. Uh, <clears> El Mapo. <clears throat> I don't think
1: that's right. El Chapo. I don't know what's going
2: on. Hold on, on. we're gonna be speaking Spanish here in a minute. Hell yes, dude. He spotted what he believed was a black man hitting on a white woman in a Taco Bell. That ain't right. I guess that's not
1: Hey necessary. Yum Foods Brands <coughs> makes another appearance. Pizza Hut Taco Bell. Is oh. this story sponsored, Cody? It might a be Pepsi if we we're
0: lucky.
2: So he drove roughly about a hundred feet from the parking lot and retrieved his .30-30 Savage Rifle from the truck. <laughs> His target was a 29-year-old Harold
0: McIver. McIver.
2: You think it's? I think it's an L.
0: Is it? Yeah. No. You can no, call him McIver. That is definitely an E. McIver.
2: McIver. Okay. It's got to be. Well, Harold McIver, who was the manager of the Taco Bell, speaking to one of his staff members, Franklin didn't care. He lined up his shot and fired his gun twice. Hitting Harold. Wait,
1: he thought they were in MRC, even mm-hmm. though he was, just, was his he, manager, like, telling telling he her what to do? He was just saying
2: her, like, hey, can you go clean the shitter or something, and <sighs> Franklin, in his fucked up head, thought it was a couple, apparently, so... So, yeah, unfortunately, Harold did succumb to his wounds and passed away. God damn it. As per usual, the police had nothing to go on. Literally, a week later, on August 8th, 1979... While driving around Falls Church, Virginia, he spotted a black man named Raymond Taylor eating at a Burger King. Hmm. Okay, is Burger King connected? Nope. nope. Okay. alright. It would appear Franklin didn't take the time to drive away and just fired his .30-30 rifle through the window and hit the man. Taylor was rushed to the hospital but was pronounced dead on arrival. While Franklin's motive was obviously racial in this case... Moreover, he claimed it was just because the man was sitting in the perfect spot to be shot.
1: That so, is still fucked up. That's cold blooded. I know. he. That's cold blooded, But I don't really take anything these dipshits yeah, say. Like, that's just like uh, they want to be the, the guy in the movie that's like cool as fuck.
2: Franklin once again eludes the police, either literally leaves no evidence or witnesses or the police just don't care. Mm. On August 25th, Franklin decided to contact Anita and found out he was a father.
1: <laughs> Hooray. Hey, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just killed some Whoa. people. Now I'm a
2: daddy. Woohoo. <laughs> then decided to give his newborn daughter a visit in person. Is
0: he so- gonna wait till she's sixteen and then marry her? <laughs> her last name is Cooper then. A fake Ooh, Oh name.
2: right. I didn't I didn't even see what his daughter's name actually was, probably because she doesn't want nothing to do with this fuck-
1: I would say that she's, she's lucky that she doesn't probably have to have anything to do with it. Yeah.
2: Right. Let's hold on before we give any thought of the year awards. Okay. On October 21st, he left once again, headed for o- Oklahoma City, looking for more victims. He found a shopping mall located near the Oklahoma City State Fairgrounds. He then located a sniper's nest- Located in some clumps of shrubbery near a wooded part of the fairgrounds, a 42-year-old, Jesse Taylor, along with his wife, Marion Vera Brissett, and their three small children had stopped off at the supermarket for groceries. I don't like this. Franklin was roughly 195 feet away and fired, hitting Taylor before firing two more shots into Taylor. With his wife Marion screaming over her husband's body, Franklin fired two more shots, hitting her. Both of them were dead instantly from the gunshots. The most fucked up part is the kids were just sitting in the car and had to watch their parents be shot to death. The police would arrive within four minutes after the shooting. That still wasn't enough to catch Franklin before he made his escape.
1: (sighs) I know that one's bad. I don't like this.
2: No, I don't. That's not even the worst. You
1: just one. keep saying that over and over, Jordan. <laughs> that's uh, that's funny as fuck. Um, so, this is not funny. This is no, midnight. absolutely not. 195 feet. That's <clears throat> pretty far. Like, damn. Is
2: it? Yeah. I mean, for considering he's like half blind or whatever, and yeah.
1: that's they're moving targets.
2: <sighs>
1: all right. And to that's DeKalb County. DeKalb. Just all, you know, yeah. I thought okay. it was DeKalb. Mm-mm. Hmm.
2: They had a corn brand in mm-hmm. Iowa that was called... DeKalb, yeah. DeKalb. My grandpa liked it, anyway. Also a town in Iowa. Right. He was returning to DeKalb County, Georgia, after the shooting, and picked up a 15-year-old hitchhiker named Mercedes Lynn Masters, who is also a prostitute. Mm. The two soon developed a friendship, and for some reason, she let him move in with her.
1: What, and her parents, or what? I don't... I don't know. It just said they just moved in together. I had such a huge background check to get an apartment. How is this fifteen-year-old hitchhiking <laughs> well, you,
0: prostitute? It's he, a different time in America. Yeah, Adam,
2: if you if you knew Mercedes Lynn Masters, she might have let you move in.
1: Yeah,
2: it almost makes you wonder if that name's ma- made up. But we'll find out. Here.
1: Let's let's say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was gonna say I didn't know people were naming their kids after cars back in like the seventies. <laughs>
2: She lived in Sandy Springs, Georgia. All seemed to be well until she admitted she had slept with black men before. So on December 5th, 1979, Franklin drove her out to a desolate wooded area and shot her with a 12-gauge shotgun.
1: He later said, Maybe it had something to do with the fact that I had sex with her first. And when she told me she had sex with a black dude, then things changed. Then I decided to kill her. If I found any woman who had dated blacks, I would want to kill him. You know, if I had any woman in the car who told me she had dated blacks, she was history.
2: An interesting note that we will later find out about his murders when he was arrested. They found an album filled with Polaroid pictures of naked prostitutes posing with his firearms. He would only admit to killing some of them, but some investigators suspect... All the girls, or a lot of the girls in his little
1: Porn photo album,
2: he could have possibly have murdered on okay. top of all of these other people.
1: Sure. Mm.
2: So it, I swear I've heard that before. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a serial killer keeps like obviously trophies, quote yeah. unquote, or whatever. He doesn't go too far into like his prostitute and whatever the fuck you want Am to Am I
1: going to have to beat the shit out of you?
0: Uh, Why uh, are you clicking around? I,
2: Who's clicking? I thought that was you. No, that was me. I'm
0: just getting to the rest of the notes. Jordan, did he kill more prostitutes? He very well could have. <laughs>
2: what are you doing over there? What is he doing? I don't know. He's a black screen now. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Nothing getting-
2: the audience likes better than just- <clears> this. <throat> I think his hands got you fucked up, homie.
0: <laughs> no, the document I was looking at didn't have, like,
1: all the notes. Really? Yeah. Uh, Did you open it up from Gmail? Oh, I think he did the old one. Yeah, I did the old one. God
2: damn it. It was January 1st of 1980 when Franklin headed to Indianapolis in search of more targets. 1980 would prove to be his most prolific year as a killer. After spending weeks scouting the city, he located his first victim. On January 12th, 1980, roughly around... 11.10 11.10 p.m. is when Franklin spotted a 19-year-old mentally challenged black man named Lawrence Reese. Reese was a church's chicken employee waiting for the store to close so he could do his cleanup duties. Franklin was about 150 feet away when he pulled out his thirty odd 6 rifle and fired a shot. Hmm. The plate glass window smashed and hit Reese in the chest. Killing him instantly, Franklin once again fled the scene, but he wasn't quite done with his Indianapolis murders yet.
1: So he left no evidence again. Got away scot-free. Yep. Right. Shooting a man through a plate glass window.
2: Okay, is plate glass the... How, just, how
0: thick is that supposed to be? Like, it's just a big, plane, big
1: painting. Just big like ass yeah. now. Okay. And
0: it's generally thicker than your typical window. Okay, gotcha.
2: Two days later... On January 14th, around roughly 10.50 p.m., he spotted 19-year-old Leo Thomas Watkins. Watkins was just simply standing inside the local Quick Pick Market store. Watkins and his father were exterminators, just simply waiting to perform their job. Franklin fired a shot, once again passing through the plate glass window, and striking Watkins, killing him instantly. The freeway was only eight blocks away and franklin once again made his escape out of town Mm. the police had no idea the motive for someone who would do this but they did match the bullets for both of the murders sadly it didn't lead anywhere potentially franklin could have attempted a third murder in Indianapolis. <laughs> God damn it. Indianapolis.
1: God damn it. Okay, so he could have attempted a third. We're going to, let me tell you about it now. I would like to hear it, but I would also think we need to chime in a little more. Because we do. Because it's very fucking, it's very quiet because if we, it's sad. If
2: we, if we said.
1: This is a very sad story. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, kind it of hard to make comedy I know, out of it, this. I
2: know, it doesn't get happy for a while. I'm sorry, everybody, but we have to slug through this. 21-year-old Rita Hatchett was celebrating her birthday party at a friend's house. On January 15th, shots rang through the house's window and struck Rita several times in the chest, but she survived. Good. Frank then would later admit to the two boys, but not to Rita. Perhaps he has a weird thing where he, he doesn't necessarily like to talk about the people he doesn't accomplish his you know murders yeah on. yeah so he didn't this, finish the job right so this could have been one of those things
1: so he he admitted to watkins and our boy tatum tatum, tatum. He mercedes
2: walk and in Indiana, indianapolis he killed franklin and he killed reese yep who were just standing in the stores <clears throat> and he just Pulled his gun on, fucking blasted him, basically. Fucked. At this time, he was driving a 1971 Chevy Nova, which was dark green in color.
0: Ooh!
2: (laughs) My dad loves Novas. Does
0: he? Dude, they're so dope. he loves
2: them. After his murders, he repainted his car black, cut and dyed his hair, as well as changed his appearance, making it extremely hard to fucking find him. Dude,
1: he's actually pretty good about that. Yeah, Yeah.
2: he's... He's weirdly effective. On January 20th, he was off to Milledgeville, Georgia. Mild- Milledgeville?
0: Milledgeville, Georgia. Fuck you, Georgia. It's just—it's this- three words for the I'm, I'm sorry that I can read I Milledgeville. Know, <laughs> I know. Just
2: like Shyvon Franklin. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm an idiot. No, you're a good boy. Names, we love you, names Cody. Names and cities are But also, nightmare. fuck you. Yeah. I was actually just talking to my dad today about um, uh, our Catholic uh, school that I uh, had to attend as a young man, and uh, his, it'd be my cousin's little kids, and they're like, oh, they're not taking him that school. I'm like, it's probably smart that they learn about, you know, like dinosaurs and evolution right. and stuff. Kids should probably know that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, like, me learning... Basically, nothing of that matter.
0: Learning the actual history of the world. All right, now it's time to get to evolution, children. It was a lie. Moving on. So here's how God created the world.
2: So Satan actually did visit the the world a second time. His name was Charles Darwin. Mm. And he created the theory of evolution.
1: And he planted dinosaur bones all over the land. (laughs) Yep.
2: Anyway, so he went back to Georgia. And he had to give his ex-wife Anita a call. Of course. It seems perhaps he was attempting to visit her, but he was arrested in New Orleans for carrying a concealed weapon, a 41 Magnum handgun. Is that a big one?
1: Uh, yeah, it's yeah, sizable. A big,
2: boy. big boy. He used his false Tennessee driver's license with the name James A. Cooper. He would spend a week in jail, then travel to Iowa, <laughs> where he was stopped for speeding, in April, he was stopped again for speeding in Florida. Wow. I mean, just yeah, if you can say everywhere. one thing. Exactly. He's and fucking everywhere. You,
1: in order to cross the country by car, you got to speed. So, yes. If James A. Cooper's picking up these tickets, who cares?
2: He, we're going to learn. He's afraid of flying. We're going to learn mm-hmm. that later on. So he like has Actually, to drive we're going to
0: learn it right now. No, not right now. Like Sean You Bean. literally just told okay. us. Okay,
2: but it's going to become more important later. Sorry. In mid-April, he went to Cincinnati and purchased another thirty odd six model seven forty two Remington rifle. Then headed back to Indianapolis to obtain a driver's license. Then finally returning to Wisconsin.
1: Oof, that's I mean that's this guy set.
2: is fucking everywhere. So. We're in
1: there. Yep.
2: I know. When, I, when I'm, when i like, putting this together, I'm like, Jesus, does this even fucking make sense? Because he's, like, here, then he's here, then he's over there, but...
0: But he never goes any further west than Wisconsin, it seems.
2: That's what you think.
0: Oh, I know. He was in Oklahoma City. I'm gonna... Oh, that is ridiculous. <laughs> he's been so many places. <laughs>
2: Oklahoma City doesn't even exist in Jordan's world. So. No. Listen,
0: I'm talking out of my ass. <laughs> and with the multiple times I've been to Oklahoma City, yeah, I try to... Keep that out of my mind. I hate that I, city so much. Why were you even there? Because my brother was stationed at uh, Fort Sill, which is like an hour and a half away. He played for the Thunder. Away. Nice. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. This is a little little oddball thing. He did seem to have a traveling buddy at this time named BJ Gone. Um, that's the only na- time his name is going to come up, and he would claim no responsibility for anything that's about to happen.
1: So this was didn't need to be in this story at all.
2: Nah it's just kind of a thing that while <laughs> while to us this guy's traveling everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But he might have had this guy with him. Oh like he could traveling. have been a full
1: on Charles NG. On
2: may second, nineteen eighty, a young girl named Rebecca Bergstrom was hitchhiking from Madison to her friend Linda's house, but first she would stop by her uncle's home in Toma. Do you know where Toma is, Jordan?
0: Yes, I do.
2: Okay. While she did reach Toma, she never reached her uncle's house. The following day, her body was found in a state park
0: by some hitchhikers. Or she- just regular hikers. Not a lot of hitchhiking oh, going yeah, on so, in okay. state parks. <laughs> okay, regular hikers. <laughs> and those are like, hey, can Eglisa you carry
2: At least wasn't a jogger. At a hiker. Yeah, this time. yeah. She had been shot three times. By, what? Yuck. Oh, I thought you said weak. Weak. Like, ah, uh, I don't know. That's not very weak. Anyway, she'd been three, shot three times by a 44 caliber handgun, once in the lower back, once in the upper right shoulder, and once in the head. There were no signs of rape or sexual assault, and her money was just scattered around her body. Initially, they arrested a man in the local town who had been bragging about killing Rebecca, but later realized he was a mental patient who was just reading the local paper. <laughs> Jesus. Good police work in Toma, yep, Wisconsin.
0: Definitely. That seems to be about par for Toma.
2: <laughs> it wouldn't be until four years later, Franklin would admit to killing her. Why? Franklin had picked her up while she was hitchhiking. They were enjoying a friendly conversation until rebecca spoke of her spring vacation to
0: jamaica and admitted to dating a jamaican man god damn it when will these people learn not to bring that up to him i don't
2: think this is a common thing that no. <laughs> hey i dated a jamaican guy oh cool i'm gonna blow your fucking hell yeah. then that's not a common thing
1: but it should be right is that what right. we're saying bumblebutt approved right Kill every Don't Jamaican. tell people about who you've dated, okay? <laughs> Just keep
2: it to yourself.
1: It, you never know where John Paul Franklin's going Well, gonna step
2: be. one, don't hitchhike anymore if you can help it. That'd probably be the best idea.
1: Goddamn right about that.
2: Anyway, Franklin flew into a rage, ended up murdering the poor girl. After this, Franklin started to become a bit obsessed with the media, not noticing what he was trying to do, you know, inside a race war and all that. So he thought he would target a high profile political target named Vernon Jordan, believing he could cause some serious uproar as the Kennedy assassinations had. Do you guys know Vernon Jordan?
0: No. No. Alright. I'm I'm gonna guess he survived because uh oh, oh, oh. Franklin doesn't seem to be too good at assassinations <laughs> of public figures. <laughs> Just going off the one he attempted. Plus this dude here.
1: Um This is like an actual...
0: This is a big, big guy.
1: This is an actual thing on, like, race relations in this country, though. Because he's not getting enough attention just killing regular black people. Yep. He's stepping it up. Jordan
2: wouldn't actually be his first choice. Julian Bond... Let's call him Vernon. Vernon actually wasn't his first choice. Julian Bonds, a civil rights activist around this time, was, but Franklin said... He was never home when he was stalking his house. Mm. That's creepy.
1: Yeah. Second was Jesse
2: Jackson. The Reverend. Correct. He did stalk him through Chicago and Fort Wayne, but claimed he never got a good shot at him. While stalking Jesse Jackson is when Vernon Jordan came into his crosshairs. Now, like I said, who is Vernon Jordan? Well, he was becoming one of America's leading civil rights advocates who often criticized the Jimmy Carter administration at this time for, quote, promises made and promises unkept. Hell yeah. Ooh. Stick it to that peanut farmer. <laughs> Hell yeah. Actually, they speculate Carter may have been one of Franklin's potential targets because of his promotion of civil rights around this time. Mm. I didn't know
1: for sure, but it sounded like Carter, that was a big running platform of his. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. <clears throat> this is the time for it. Late seventies, early eighties. It was May
2: twenty eighth, nineteen eighty, when Vernon arrived in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He was a guest of honor, delivering a speech for the Urban League's annual Equal Opportunity Dinner. It's a mouthful.
1: That is, you know, I don't like when things are called leagues. It kind of makes me uncomfortable. It's a little you know what, discerning. Like league of Legends, yes. The like League LOL. of
2: Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. John well, Connor's best always... oh
1: boy. <laughs> it's usually like White League and stuff
2: like that. It's like weird stuff. Vernon was staying at the Marriott Hotel, assigned to room 180 on the ground floor, which will become important later. After his day of speeches, he was hanging out at the hotel bar with other Urban League members when he met an attractive blonde named Martha Coleman. Oh. We're getting a little conspiratorial here. Are we? Right. All we right. Well, Martha was a woman who had been married four times with no children, but at this time was discussing civil rights topics with Vernon when he decided mm-hmm. he wanted some more coffee. Mm-hmm. He was sick of the bars. So Martha and Vernon loaded up in her red Pontiac Grand Prix. Let's go. <laughs> yes. She then drove the two of them to her, to her house for coffee where they claim to just sit and talk for about thirty minutes. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> nice quick thirty-minute conversation.
2: Vernon <laughs> himself was married and claimed nothing sexual transpired, but sounds awfully suspicious to me. But it's not really that important.
1: Hey, you know what I call it when <clears throat> we—that's what speculate. When I uh, when I tell everyone I'm going to record <laughs> between the bumbles, thirty minutes of between <laughs> the bumbles. We all know what that means.
2: I mean, how often have you guys been at a bar, you see a hot girl, you're like, hey, can I just go to your house for 30 minutes for coffee?
1: It happens all yeah, the time. Yeah,
2: all the yeah. time. Perfectly that's, normal.
0: That's just what I do every <laughs> every weekend night. <laughs> I just need to sober up. I just kind of walk over minutes. and I'm like, excuse me, miss, would you make me some coffee? Mm-hmm.
2: After this, Martha drove Vernon back to his Marriott hotel room. The two were unaware that something horrible was about to happen. Once they arrived, back with Franklin, he had parked his 1975 Brown Camaro with red pinstripes and mag wheels.
1: That sounds like (laughs) such a dope car. (laughs) Dude, he's had all the best cars. He's had Novas. He's had Satellite. This is one thing I hate about hearing,
2: like, say, our parents' stories. They're like, yeah, I was driving around this fucking cool car that I didn't care about, and then I just crashed it like it was no big deal. Right? We would love those fucking cars.
1: My mom used to drive around in my grandma's 64 Impala SS. That's <laughs> so like, badass. What the fuck?
0: Dude, my dad's first car was like a 67 uh, Mercury Comet. Okay. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, Jordan, when you're their age, like, are you going to tell them, hey, I had a 2011 Honda CRV"?
0: No. No, I'm going to tell them no. about when I was 16 and my first car was a 1995 buick LeSabre Sabre oh. that my brother ran into a tree and I had to fix. <laughs> Hey, none wrong with full saber. That hey. means the sword. It was oh. a it was a smooth riding vehicle. <laughs> I agree. Did you
2: have red pinstripes and mag wheels?
0: Uh, no, mine was green <laughs> with silver pinstripes and those shitty mid-90s Buick <laughs> alloys. Yeah, those are great. <laughs> anyway, fellas, he had a sweet ride. He parked it on
2: the side of Highway I-69. Nice. He put the hood up to seem as if the car had broken down. And he took his .30-06 rifle and headed to his vantage point. He laid in the knoll roughly 140 feet from Vernon's hotel room, waiting for him to arrive. He actually had no idea if it was actually Vernon, but since he was black, just assumed uh, they were a mixed-race couple. And to him, that was enough. Win-win. It was roughly 2 a.m. when, Again, 2 a.m. These two were just showing up. Dude, yeah, they, they just had coffee. Get out of here. When Martha and Vernon arrived at his hotel room, since he was on the ground floor, Martha dropped him off right around where his hotel room was. When they exited the car, the shot rang out. Vernon was shot in the back, and it exited through his chest. Jordan collapsed to the ground in extreme pain, but he was still alive. It didn't take long for the ambulance to arrive. Jordan was barely hanging on, because he was bleeding profusely. Hmm. The bullet had exploded on impact, leaving a hole around the size of a man's fist and sending shrapnel all throughout his body. Jesus Christ! Vernon had five operations within sixteen hours. The doctors didn't give him much of a chance to survive because of the extreme bleeding. <sighs> The doctors claimed if the bullets had entered his body within a centimeter of difference, he would have perished. I feel like I hear this a lot. Like, yeah, like everybody who shot, like, if it was just a centimeter difference. Yeah. Like, if it was one pube to the left, you would have been fucked. Sometimes <laughs> I wonder how, if they're just saying that or if that's real. Anyway, this was one of the weirdest bullet wounds they had ever seen, and there was a reason for that. The bullet had actually struck a metal fence and split into pieces before striking Vernon. Perhaps this is the main reason he didn't die after the shooting. How, how unlikely
1: is that? I, that's fucked. <laughs> he hit so it? he got hit with two ricochet the pieces. Bu- the bullet
2: hit the fence and splintered yeah. and hit him in the back yeah. and in the hip or whatever. And
0: still had the velocity to go <clears throat> through him. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, 30 out of 6 is not
0: fucking around, dude. No. It's like an arm cannon.
2: As you can imagine, this is a complete media storm. The FBI even got involved. Initially, they thought it was a KKK attack or other hate group because Indiana was known for being a bit of a racist state around this time. They're in a bit of a hotbed for sure. <laughs> yep. They might actually still be a bit racist. No. They would interview over 400 people, including Martha, but that just led them nowhere. The only evidence they found... Was his resting place on the knoll
1: in the expended bullet case? Finally, a bullet casing was found by these idiots. I mean, idiots. what are you going
2: to do with that, though?
1: I don't know. You can at least have I, it on file. I
2: mean, later we're going to see how they link his whole map through his bullet casing and stuff. It would appear Franklin's broken-down car tactic worked and he made a clean escape. Perfect. After watching the news, Franklin was extremely upset with what he saw. They were slinging the love triangle theory (laughs) for the shooting,
1: he said. You know, they didn't even want to make that appear racially motivated. Vernon was involved with somebody else's wife, so that kind of pissed me off, because the media was just flat out then. I think they were deliberately doing it. The government basically controls the media in this country, to a large extent, they were pretty well suppressing the news. I guess they were afraid they'd start a race war. And that's what I was trying to do.
2: Uh, what an asshole. He's an edgelord. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. Kind of reminds me of uh, somebody else we know who says this shit all the time. Anyway. Fuck you, Matt <laughs> No, I was going to say our oh. president, but... Oh, well, anyway. yeah. Uh, so, Franklin dyed his hair once again, got
1: glasses, and changed his appearance. It's like uh, Superman. His roots have to be so damaged from all this hair dye. That's right. Oh yeah.
2: Unless he, I don't think it damages your roots too bad if it's like not bleach.
1: Oh, that is true. Bleach is the one bleach that fucks fries your hair the though. shit out of your wow. hair. Have
2: you ever seen a uh, woman who's over bleached your hair and it's just little frizzies? <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> like Cynthia from uh, Rugrats, the doll.
2: <laughs> Since he believed he hadn't done enough to incite the race war. He thought he needed to turn up the heat even further. So, what would any normal person do after a failed political assassination? Can I guess?
1: <laughs> what? Would he head for Florence, Kentucky? You got it, pal. What the oh. fuck? You're Adam, how at are this. you
0: so smart? <laughs> what the
1: fuck? I'm a farseer.
2: <laughs> so remember, guys, if you ever want to shoot a political figure, head to Florence afterwards. Okay, okay. He would get a hotel room under the name Eddie R. Logan. Oh. If that wasn't weird enough, he placed an ad in the Cincinnati Inquirer, uh, Remington seven hundred thirty odd 6 rifle, $225. Only fired five times. <laughs> Must sell. Telephone number, 371-5304, extension 21. <laughs> That's his hotel room phone number, by the way. Wow. Kind Can of we figured. call that? Uh, you can try i don't know what the area code is but you can I'm try it it yeah, you
0: can just google florence kentucky area code <laughs> uh, or just jo- ask ludicrous because he's got hose in different area codes <laughs>
2: right yeah that's a good point jordan uh this might be up your alley he was also selling a guitar and amplifier okay <laughs> it didn't appear that he would sell the gun but a woman offered to buy the amplifier but not the guitar Sadly, a deal could not be met. Fuck. Uh,
0: God damn. <laughs> that's the most disappointing
2: thing in this entire story. Yeah, not selling a hot gun on this in the Cincinnati Enquirer. <laughs> that's a good deal
1: though. Yeah. Two twenty-five for a odd
0: Remember, this is like yeah. nineteen eighty. Yeah, I suppose two twenty-five was different then. Than no, it that's is still now. a good deal
1: for a Remington seven hundred.
0: Still a good deal.
2: How much would one of those go for now? You think? Right now, thousand. For a used one, fired five times? I actually don't know. (laughs) A hot one that's fired
1: five times, how much is one of them? Uh, (laughs) It depends. Does it still have the serial number? (laughs) Are you buying it from Cabela's or a guy named Cabela out of a hotel room? (laughs) On
2: June 7th, 1980, Franklin headed to the Bond Hill neighborhood of Cincinnati. The community was predominantly black, and his usual MO, Franklin, was looking for a mixed-race couple. He was scouting the area... He claimed to wear an Afro wig and painted his face with charcoal so
0: he wouldn't stick out. Oh, my God. But those bright red lips kind of give you away, bud. Jesus, you're as racist as he is, Jordan. So he's fucking Robert Downey Jr.
2: from <laughs> Traffic Thunder. He's the only man who could ever get away with blackface, I think. <laughs> the spot he chose was located around the Big Brother 3 Carryout store. He parked his... <laughs> That just reminds me of those stupid fucking liquor stores around here that used to give themselves numbers. You used to love that place, Jordan. What was it oh, called? Oh,
0: Boozmart 2? Yeah. Oh,
2: God. No, come on. I'm Why not, was that? I don't know. Because
0: it was the second location of oh, Boozmart. So no.
2: apparently in Cincinnati, there's three other big brother stores, okay? Okay. So he parked his car for a quick exit and proceeded to sit in his sniper perch. At the railroad trestle, he dressed in a camel military jacket
0: with a beach hat. Well, which one are you trying to do? Relax or kill? I'm sorry, <laughs> both. You...
2: He can do both. Come on, Charlie, don't. Well, start.
0: this guy probably could because apparently he just loves killing. <laughs> I thought
2: the beach hat was like a military thing. Sometime, no.
0: You know, I'm I'm envisioning a big straw hat with like.
1: No, I was a picturing the, the one around. like
2: like uh, NFL coaches wear.
0: A bucket hat.
2: A uh, bucket hat. Oh, you put your lures on
1: it. A shit. Gilligan hat.
2: Yeah, a Gilligan hat. Ugh. Anyway, his gun of choice this time was a forty-four Ruger Magnum carbine mm. that he had purchased from a local newspaper ad in Louisville. He was waiting for roughly an hour or two and began to consider just leaving until he started to hear someone yelling in the distance. Franklin decided to wait. After a short while. Two boys appeared, two cousins, 14-year-old Darryl Lane and 13-year-old Dante Evans Brown. They were staying with their grandmother, and she had fell asleep. The boys thought they would sneak out and go get some candy from Big Brother 3. This wasn't his typical M.O., but just because the boys are black, he fired his first shot at Darryl and hit him in the chest. Right in the chest? When Dante was fleeing... Franklin shot him in the back.
1: With a forty-four car
2: mine too. Once the boys were down, he shot each of them one more time. The cousins did survive until the ambulance arrived, but later passed away oh. in the hospital due to extreme damage done to their internal organs. Now's not
1: the time for a cock tease, Cody. I'm now sorry. Now's not the time for a cliffhanger I... cock tease here. The boys did survive till they got well, to the hospital. I, I know. it's. This is, I think, the first
2: child murders that we've ever done. That's awful. The police scoured the area, recovered the shell casings once again, determined the type of gun, and even interviewed everyone they possibly could to find the perpetrator, but had zero luck once again. Franklin, after the shooting, just returned to his hotel
0: room and hung out for a few days. (laughs) How do you just do that? Like, eh, well, I just killed two innocent teenagers... I'm just going to go hang out in my
1: hotel room. Hey, I bet it had HBO.
2: <sighs> Free porn. Skin right. Max. <clears throat> He chopped his rifle into pieces. Then chopped my rifle into pieces. While listening to Papa
0: Roach. <laughs> this is my race war.
2: <laughs> then threw all the wood pieces in a dumpster. And all the metal pieces were scattered around the woods. After laying low for a while, he had to do Columbus, Ohio and sold his thirty odd 6 rifle to a gun store. Hmm. He claimed they didn't take much because it was scratched.
0: Sure. Damaged goods. Yep. (laughs) Fucking asshole. Couldn't keep his gun in good shape.
2: Once again on the move, he drove to Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and perched himself in his sniper's nest overlooking the Johnstown, Washington, street bridge. He was equipped with what he called a, quote, Really big weapon.
0: <laughs> I got one of those for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's small.
2: A 35 caliber Remington. He was waiting for a mixed race couple to cross the bridge. A couple noticed him and his vehicle. So Franklin squatted down and pretended he was writing something in the dirt. Perfect cover, yeah. I guess.
0: Because it worked.
2: Yeah.
1: Jesus wow. Christ. That's good. I'm glad this nobody stopped like
2: that. An,
0: he's like an idiot savant.
2: He was getting tired of waiting for the mixed-race couple to cross the bridge and figured any blacks would do. Sadly, 22-year-old Arthur Smothers and his girlfriend Kathleen Mikula Mikula. Mikula, came strolling across the bridge. Franklin's first shot Arthur, causing him to drop to the ground. And Kathleen began to run shouting at traffic for help. He fired another shot but it missed and blew a huge chunk of concrete out of the bridge. <laughs> this made Kathleen freeze in place, no. and Franklin took his shot, hitting Kathleen. Zig-zig pattern, or serpentine.
1: Yeah, don't freeze. No,
2: they both died instantly. He had his escape plan route planned out. He got into a Chevy Nova and drove to Washington, D.C. He was running short on money, but apparently... D.C. was not a good place to rob banks. No good. shit. I didn't know that. So he headed to Burlington, North Carolina, where he successfully robbed another bank and laid low for a few days. Then headed to Virginia Beach, but decided it wasn't the place for him.
0: Yeah, people are having too much fun on vacation at Virginia Beach. <laughs> I wasn't feeling the vibe.
2: You're
0: like, why aren't you all miserable?
2: So he hit the road once again, landing in Kentucky, then West Virginia... In Virginia, he picked up 19 year old Nancy Santomiro. Is that right? Sure. S- Santomiro. Sorry, Miss Santomiro. And 27 year old Vicky Duran. Durian. Whatever. Durian. <laughs> Vicky Durian. The two girls were hitchhiking to the Rainbow Festival, a counterculture festival located in the. Whew,
1: Good luck with that. Mono. <laughs> Monongola.
2: Monongola National Forest i have no idea
1: hey i would like to say at least
0: uh mr franklin here is finally picking up and i'm guessing trying to fuck people who are of a legal age yeah no more statutory for mr (laughs) franklin
1: he's aging up
0: i I like counterculture festival like yeah they're just fucking dirty hippies (laughs) going to trip acid and that's all they're doing dance real stupid to some weird ass music
2: we're gonna get dark here boys it was June 25th. Oh, as
0: if this entire story isn't dark. No <laughs> oh,
2: kidding. It was June 25th, 1980, and the three were having a bit of a small talk in Franklin's Nova until one mentioned dating an African American. Mm.
1: Franklin said, One of them told me she was into race mixing, you know. The other one told me she would date African Americans if she had the chance. I had no choice but to kill him." Yeah, but you did have a choice. Yeah, you had every choice to not... You could be like, them. oh,
0: I don't agree with these people. Get the fuck out of my car.
2: Being they were in a semi-desolate area, he drove off further into a smaller road surrounded by trees. He parked and told them he was going to rape them. Mm. Obviously, the girls were resisting. Mm. Franklin pulled out his forty-four Magnum and told them to exit the car. Once again, they were refusing... So he just fired at them in the car. He hit Vicky twice in the chest, and Nancy was shot in the head and twice in the chest. He just pulled their bodies out of the car and left them there. He drove to a dump roughly 60 miles away and threw the girls' belongings away. When the police found the girls' bodies, they described the murders as an execution, but again, had no tangible evidence to lead them anywhere.
1: No casings, 44 mag, right? That's a wheel gun, nice. yep
2: until the friend of a man named James Beard told the police he had killed the girls in April sixteenth nineteen ninety two They arrested James beard, Lonnie Lou, Arnold Colt Cutlip, Gerald Brown, William McCoy, Fritchard Fowler, <laughs> and Pee Wee Walton for the murders
1: <laughs> sorry, Fritchard, sorry, Fritch. <laughs> your mom's a fucking idiot, though. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: the charges were suspended in July 17, 1992, because there was no evidence in the least bit pointing to these men. Then, two of Beard's friends decided to testify against him for the murder. Why? They claimed they had taken the girls out to a remote location demanding sex. When the girls refused, Beard just shot them in the head. So Beard was put on trial and sentenced to two charges of first-degree murder. Franklin had... Hey, con- was this guy a
0: dickhead or what? Beard? Oh, yeah, I, like, what did he don't... do to piss off his friends? God damn. Like, were the people that sold him out cooks that he didn't nominate for his <laughs> award? <laughs>
2: he gave him a bad review on, uh, um, Yelp. They don't really say, like, what his... If he... I mean, I'm sure he wasn't the nicest guy, but, uh, maybe his friends got... Busted on drug charges or something Mm. and rolled on him. That's the only thing I Uh, can come up with.
1: They don't really say. I hope he's an asshole because he's hanging for things that he did not do. Hold on now.
2: Franklin had confessed initially to these murders, even drawing them a map in 1984, but still they went after Beard. What the fuck? In 1996, he once again would confess to killing the girls, but they still did nothing. A year later, he tried to tell them he did it once again, until finally, 60 Minutes ran a story about the murders. Then, on January 22nd, 1999, they gave Beard a retrial, and he was found not guilty. Not exactly what we would call
1: justice. Yeah, I
0: hope they had to fucking...
1: Wait, he was found not guilty? He wasn't found innocent? I don't know, was there a difference? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a yeah. there? oh. huge difference. Yeah, a huge difference?
2: It said not guilty. Wow. So he spent from 1992 to 1999 in jail because of something Franklin did.
0: Yeah, they better have given him, like, a bunch of fucking, like, restitution for I, wrongful I, imprisonment and shit.
2: I still don't like that because your life ha- is has a finite, <laughs> finite amount of time on Earth and, like, Six well, eight years, you know, you you can't, No money can get that back no, for you. You're not getting that back. That's fucked. Anyway, within the span of a month, Franklin had murdered six people in three different states. He would later refer to these as the Triangle Murders. Mm. He decided he needed to rid himself of his vehicle. Smart. On June 27th, 1980, he purchased a 1975 Chevy Camaro in Lexington, Kentucky. For $2,300, using the alias Edward o. Garland, it was metallic brown with extra high gloss and red pinstripes. Within a few days of the purchase, he decided to have it repainted. Oh. He does a lot of hopscotching over the next few months to change his license and license plates until we reach August 7th, 1980 where he sent his wife a birthday card. Anita?
1: Anita. Or, oh, yeah. Oh, he got shit.
2: He got a reminder somehow and then decided he better send her a birthday card. <laughs> Apple reminder. The, the following day, he decided to head to Montgomery, Alabama to visit, his, <laughs> to visit his wife. It didn't take too long before he was off once again. August 10th, he was on his way to Johnstown and purchased a wig... <laughs> it literally says
0: he already has an afro wig what Johnstown. more does he need
2: he, it literally, I'm not joking it said he went to Johnstown bought a wig <laughs> then he headed to the land of the Mormons Salt Lake City Utah <laughs> oh
0: shit he's, he's finally going pretty far west
2: Jordan do you want to talk about BYU and the beat down of yeah. Wisconsin
0: uh, no Go no I do college.
2: Not. All right. while he was there he stayed in numerous hotels under different aliases he even asked out a 17-year-old girl... Oh,
1: he's back to his normal self. Oh, that's fine, though. He's in Mormon country.
2: <laughs> which she agreed, and they went to the amusement park. Aw. Later, she would recall he kept bringing up his hatred of blacks, oh. so he didn't get a second date. Uh, shocking. <laughs> On August 17th, around 10 p.m., two prostitutes named Mickey McHenry and Cindy Sparkle Taylor... <laughs> <laughs> were sitting against the wall when Franklin drove up. He introduced himself as Joe Hart and
1: asked Mickey if she wanted to go for a drink. This is, no, this is two female wrestlers and he's their new <laughs> <Yeah>. promoter. <laughs> exactly. Mickey McHenry and Cindy Sparkle Taylor, managed by Joe Hart. <laughs> They're taking
0: on the tag team champions. Taking on the bushwhackers. Yeah, oh, Fuck the bushwhackers.
2: While she wasn't intending to work that night, she would agree to get in the car. I mean, it was a brown Camaro, right? Yeah, Yeah. who
0: wouldn't get into a fast pile of poop?
2: While driving, Mickey admitted she wasn't old enough to drink, but her sexual services were $40. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Full sex? Penetration? Let's find out. Okay. (laughs) The two drove around for a bit before stopping for sandwiches at the Whataburger, Mm. then proceeded to Franklin's motel room. While driving around, Franklin could not help expressing his hatred views and offered to kill her black pimp if she wanted. Hell yes. In fact, he had two pistols in the car, and he handed her one.
1: Let's do it together.
2: Then asked if she would like to shoot some black pimps. She politely declined, (laughs) but he just kept insisting how easy it was to shoot them. He would show her. Still, she didn't want to harm anybody. So they just went off into his hotel room before Mickey had sex with Franklin. He would insist she needed to pose nude with his rifles for his album, which she did. Franklin told her he was a KKK hitman on a mission taking out black people and asked if she wanted to join him <laughs> again. She declined. She is a properly. She's a nice
1: young yeah. street oh, you. I don't wish to accompany yeah, you, you know. on your KKK mission.
0: <laughs> something bad happened in her life, where she was driven to prostitution. But she's don't still a nice young lady. Maybe
2: she just is working out college tuition or she's, something. You don't uh, know. I
1: mean, in, that's true. She's, she's incredibly pragmatic. <laughs> I'll give her that.
2: Entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Later, one question and shown the album we spoke of earlier. Mickey would recognize one of the prostitutes from the photos named Susan. But we don't know if she was dead or alive. Which is kind of a side note. Either way, after the chatting and sex, Franklin drove Mickey to her apartment she shared with her roommate, Cindy Sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> the three chatted for a while before Franklin took off. The
1: Stop You can't say that kind of stuff. They went back to their apartment, which she shared with Cindy Sparkle. <laughs> that was
0: her name. What do you want to know. say? You could have just said Cindy.
1: No, you have to.
0: It's or so just good. Sparkle. It's well, so Sparkle
2: good. is awesome. The following <laughs> day, the following day, he pulled up to a woman named Laurie Jacobs and began talking to her. He couldn't stop himself from his racist rants once again. God. She made the mistake of telling him she was a lifeguard. Mm. Franklin said he would return to see her in a few days, but wouldn't swim because black people swam in the pool. Oof. Obviously, Lori was extremely creeped out. While he would drive by the pool, a few days later, no other interaction would occur between the two of them.
1: Good. Good job, Lori. I'm sorry you almost got
2: jammed up. (laughs) Yep. He also picked up another girl around this time named Sylvia Webb. Sylvia was waiting at a bus stop when Franklin offered her a ride home. She agreed, and Franklin drove her home, again spewing his racist rants before asking her if she dated black men, she claimed she hadn't, and perhaps this would save her life. Clever girl. I mean, most people don't go on expecting if you say you've dated a black person, you're going to get killed for it. But
1: well, hopefully, I mean, she read the room, unlike others, and didn't. Yeah. After he started saying all his racist shit, she didn't like admit to dating black men. Which, if you're going to hear somebody skewing <laughs> racist shit, don't admit that you. Yeah. Date- I,
2: Get out of the car immediately. Yeah.
1: yeah. Just don't get in anybody's house. <laughs> like, oh,
0: here's my house. I thought you were like two miles away. No, I'd uh actually right here. Just, just, bought, me, it, you know. just I, bought it like ten minutes ago. Yeah. Oddly enough, it's safer to walk, I think now.
1: <laughs> Definitely.
2: On August twentieth, around five thirty PM, Franklin picked up two more hitchhiking girls named Sandy Vigil and Rhonda Rainwaters.
0: <laughs> Alright, these are hippies again, I'm guessing. God.
2: I love, sorry, I love that last looks. name,
0: Rainwaters. It's so good.
2: The girls wanted to cash their checks at the bank before it closed. <laughs> Franklin told the girls his name was Herb. My name's Herb. And asked if they would like to go out. While they were freaked out, they would give him their phone numbers and addresses. I don't what? know why. What?
1: When you get scared, it's easy to just give people stuff. Sure, here, so take So they, like, it. go away. away. Yeah.
2: It didn't take long for him to once again begin his racist rants. The girls told him they had never dated any African Americans, and shortly after, he would just drop them off. The girls would recall later seeing Franklin and his car around the downtown area, which would be important in a few moments. The same night, around 9 p.m., 20-year-old Theodore T. Fields called 15-year-old Karma Ingersoll to see if she would like to go, go jogging. The two had dated previously, but were now quote just friends.
1: Okay,
0: yeah, that just means they fucked. Isn't yeah. nobody
2: creep that twenty year old is dating fifteen year old? Well,
1: it's, it's a same. different time, Cody. Okay, all well, right. not that def- it's like nineteen ninety something now. <laughs> <It's> nineteen eighty. <1980. laughs> no, it was isn't 1980. it? No, okay, it's nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. So,
2: Karma agreed and contacted her friend, fifteen year old Terry Elrod. Theodore also invited his friend, twenty year old David L. Martin. Theodore and Martin were African-American males, mm. while Karma and Terry were white females. Mm. Well, obviously, that doesn't matter to us. To Franklin, this would be important. Wait, what? Well, okay, maybe it's important to Jordan. To me and Adam, <laughs> it is not important. We don't care what color your skin is.
1: But Jordan does. Let's make that very clear. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs>
2: the four of them would go on a jog through Liberty Park, unknown to the joggers, Franklin was hiding in a tall grass. As the four entered the park, shots rang out. First to be hit was Terry, which she said it felt like a burn before blood started to run down her arm. It had appeared he just grazed her. Mm. The second shot hit David in the right arm, causing him to drop. Theodore quickly grabbed David before he collapsed and dragged him to the curb and told the girls to run, which they did. Two more shots hit David in the chest and in the back. Wow. Theodore was also shot while helping his friend, being shot once in the back and once in the top shoulders. The girls and the local neighbors quickly contacted the ambulance and police for help. When they arrived, Theodore was dead on arrival, but David was still alive at first but quickly succumbed to his injuries. Listen,
1: Theodore is a hero. You know? Yes. Like, he really, could, t- he really could have... He definitely saved those girls, and he could have saved David if I know, Franklin I, wasn't such a fucking monster. I know. It, thank God those girls were alive and would later testify
2: against him. So. Yep. Franklin had fired six shots before once again making his escape. The ATF was investigating the scene and, like usual, found the casings... And where the weapon had been fired from. Okay. They determined it was most likely a Glenfield 3030 rifle. Once again, they scoured everyone who had that particular firearm, but nothing of substance ever came out of it. Being the four shot had belonged to the Protestant church, the black church members were certain it was those damn Mormons, uh, yeah. since mm-hmm. they had always hated blacks.
0: Yeah. Historically, definitely. Definite. Magic underwear.
2: <laughs> Go BYU. As we know, it wasn't them. Another suspect the police thought was George Philip Moore, who had been charged with allegedly raping Terry Elrod and was out on bail, possibly a retaliation hit, but nothing came of that either. Apparently, Terry Elrod's father belonged to a biker gang with connections to the KKK, but that also wouldn't pan out either. After Franklin made his escape... He went all the way to San Francisco to sell the gun off at a flea market. He then headed to Johnstown on August 27th, buying two wigs while he stayed
0: there a few more weeks. You must have a trusted wig guy Dude, in Johnstown. I'm guessing Johnstown. Yeah, I was going to say, probably the best wig store in the country. Has to be. All we right. should Google it and see what's up.
2: All right, and that's where we're going to stop for this week. And next week will be the downfall of Franklin where justice will be kind of served. One more part for this sick fucker. Thank Christ. I know, I know. This is a brutal one. We had to slug through all the bad murders and shit, but next week he should be all done. Good. Gonna be... A bumbling idiot.
1: Let's just, let's get him done. Let's get him done up in the justice system.
2: Adam and Jordan aren't fans of all the murders, so we're going to get out it, of this.
1: It's very tough to be funny when there's a lot of murder Obviously. It's obviously. very hard. I know. I feel you. I know. And I am a weak comedian. <laughs> you did fine. <laughs> I tried. But that's going to do it for this week uh, on a very morose tone. Yes. Uh, but we hope you had fun. And if you didn't have fun, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, if you didn't have fun... Uh, I'm sorry, we'll try and do, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I was I, gonna I, you, say, you? I don't
0: blame you, because this is not a fun, perfect topic. This is
2: what you guys signed up for, This right?
0: is what you
1: signed up for, so that's you right. you
2: shut up and drink your fucking hams over there.
1: So, if you want to email us, you can do that at bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. What's that, Adam? Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Bumblebutt pod. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bumblebutt podcast. Instagram is the hottest one. But now, for our most important part of the show, at least if you ask Cody, the iTunes Reviews. Uh, We did get one more five-star
2: review. Once again, they didn't write anything, which is fine with me, not fine with Adam.
1: (laughs) You know I don't like it. And he's going to call you a bad word here in a minute. You motherfucker. (laughs) How hard is it to write something? It doesn't matter what it is, just write the fucking thing. What if their keypad's
2: broken? You don't know
1: that's a good point
2: anyway thank you for that review i wish i could call you out
1: but definitely we can't so keep hey, them coming for sure uh and with all that out of the way we do appreciate it i think i already said that i used that as a segue already so cut uh, what's the subject line for emails this week uh that's only in between cody's shitty cabs was last week it was oh fun. yeah shitty um, cabs yeah i can't remember oh calves. yeah. yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Cabs, yeah. <laughs> My shitty...
0: genetically inferior calves.
1: Yeah. Anyway, he he
0: doesn't have cash cab. He has like <laughs> cash <calves>. corn cab. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, whatever that happened, that's that's where we're gonna end it for today. Stay tuned next week. Stay tuned Wednesday. Listen always. Follow us on everything. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend, unless it's Tuesday.